Who's ready for season two? sponsored by Shop Inner Sanctum. Have you ever wanted to manifest your dream life? ShopInnerSanctum.com is here to help you stay in the wish fulfilled. Explore high vibe intention items like jewelry, candles, books, and more for yourself and the ones you love. That's ShopInnerSanctum.com. Hi everybody and welcome back to the show. We only have a few more weeks in the year and I don't know about you but every time the end of the year starts creeping closer and closer, I start going deeper and deeper into my head about all of the things, starting to keep track of where was I successful, where was I unsuccessful, what did I feel like I accomplished, what do I feel like I could have done better, and then my head just starts spinning. I was recently in one of these places where, I mean, literally this was yesterday, I was bawling to my husband and crying to my girlfriends about how I felt so depressed, and now I'm in a much better place because I spent a few hours at the gym today and what I did at the gym, I just took my sweet time. It wasn't like I intentionally had planned on spending two and a half hours at the gym, but I had the day off of work and I was really looking to do something that would just increase my dopamine and serotonin and make me feel happier and accomplished. One thing I have found about myself is that I need this sense of accomplishment to align myself with the best version of me. The highest version of myself is someone who is accomplishing the tasks off of her list and not only making herself feel better, but making herself feel like she can hold and maintain promises to herself. And I think that's something that's incredibly important if you're feeling like you're in a rut. And so today I kind of want to talk about something that was near and dear and continues to be near and dear to me. I go through periods of time where I'll be feeling really good and really positive and then I'll have these dips in my day-to-day or as a result of a few things that have kind of accumulated that have made me start to question myself. And recently I've had a number of those things that have started to add up that have called me out of my norm to remind me, and this is my perception of how these events have taken place, to remind me that I'm not good enough at something that I failed at something, that I wasn't perfect at something. And all of those thoughts really have contributed to the self-image that I hold for myself. And that then comes to working out. I'm about 20 weeks consistently doing weight training and don't feel like I've seen results. I feel like I'm still gaining weight. I feel like I'm still finding you know, things that I'm buying that are not fitting me in the way in which I was hoping that they would fit me, having to buy bigger sizes. And over the last week, I was starting to just get to the point where I was feeling hopeless. And that is a scary place to be from the sense that you never want to feel hopeless about anything, let alone having control of your own thoughts. And for anyone who has ever had anxiety and or depression, but primarily depression, you'll understand that feeling about you can't describe exactly where it's coming from. It's just this sensation that you get that you just feel sad and overwhelmed. And you feel like you know you are blessed in certain areas of your life and you almost don't want to complain or tell anyone how you're feeling because 
You don't want them to A, be scared for you or B, appear that you're not thankful for the blessings that you do have in your life. But sometimes it's a necessity in order to get it off of your mind and be able to then kind of reframe your own life and your own current reality for yourself. So yesterday I ended up having a girl's day with four of my girlfriends and it was so needed. I was almost at the point where I felt like I didn't even want to go because I could not even think about actually interacting with people, especially my close friends. And when I first arrived there, I truly just felt like I was in a haze. I was in a daze. I almost felt like I don't want to be here because I can't fake this right now. I'm very, very bad at faking how I feel. And I can turn on a... I guess it's like a poker face for certain things, but when it comes to my emotional state of being, I'm someone that absolutely needs to talk it out. So I was having a very hard time going through the motions yesterday without actually expressing anything. And I started to slowly kind of give hints as to what I was feeling. And then immediately I was getting the waterworks. Like I knew I wouldn't be able to talk about something without crying. Lo and behold, most of us ended up having at least one tear or close to tears in the time period in which we were all together because it was a safe space and a safe friendship. And I think as I'm getting older and older, one thing that I've realized, I always used to calculate quantity over quality in terms of friendships, in terms of things, in terms of accolades, whatever it might be, likes on social media. All of those numerical indications of value held a lot of weight for me. And especially when it came to the scale, because the lower the weight on the scale to me would signal the higher my likelihood of getting a compliment from someone else, the closer I was to reaching a goal of having the perfect body and numerical values have just kind of been placed throughout my entire life. From the time that I was young as a fit model for Old Navy, everything was about what are your measurements? What is your height? What are your, you know, your, your bust, your hips? your chest, all of those things are measured consistently. So there was always this numerical value kind of placed on my worth. And then you go to things like a go-see and you're in this room with all of these other kids that either look similar to you or look nothing like you. And then you're comparing yourself against them. And I think that the more that I look back on my childhood, the more that I kind of realize that I think that environment was relatively harmful for me in the sense that all of the comparison started developing later on at the time of course you're aware that you are being compared to other people but then going into a room and having to act or you know do lines I don't and by do lines I mean like read lines um from a script and I think that all of those things when you're quite young because I was doing modeling and acting up until about high school and all of those all of the no's that you got, you can't help but kind of think, oh, well, what's wrong with me? And I think that that really contributed to the mindset that I have, that everything was a comparison and that you're not inherently good enough on your own because other people are the judge of what your worth is. It was never a discussion that I had with my parents because I'm literally only coming to the realization about some of these things now as an adult. But people have asked me why I don't put my kids in modeling or why I don't have an agent for my kids. And frankly, I want them to be able to make a decision on their own if something like that feels right for them or if it doesn't. If it's something that my daughter decides that she wants to do, I want to talk with her about what the what that lifestyle is like and see if it's still something that she wants to do or not. I don't want to put them into something that 
knowing my experience may potentially have a negative impact on their health or well-being, especially their mental well-being in the future. Most people that put their kids into this obviously have no intention of their kids ever having any of these sorts of issues. And I'm by no means saying that it's anyone's fault if they do arise because that's based on genetics, physiology, psychology, all of those other factors that come into play. Um, and nature versus nurture to some degree. But for me, it's not something that I would put my children into due to what I have experienced to date. And I think when I was feeling over the last week or so that I was just not living up to my true potential, but I'm reading all of these books about reaching your true potential, I'm watching all of these inspiring Instagram reels, and following all of these inspiring women on Instagram who are reaching their goals, it just continued to kind of give me this overwhelming sense of, I am not accomplishing anything that I've set here to accomplish. And the only thing that I have to actually be proud of for myself are my children, whom I love more than anything in the entire world. And I want them to be able to see a mom who works hard, who reaches her goals, who sets a boundary for herself and pushes past it. I want them to be able to see that they have a mom who is not bound by depression or anxiety, who is not stuck in their own mindset, stuck in their bedroom, in their bed, not wanting to get up and conquer the day and then feeling like a slob, not pulling herself together and not genuinely taking care of herself. And while I still was taking care of myself because I haven't necessarily been not working out or not doing my job well or not being a good mom. It's more of just the mindset that becomes so overwhelming that you can't help but feel like those things are all truths. And sometimes I found that it's actually worse if you don't actually talk about it with anyone because you're just holding on to the feelings inside. And I finally just decided that I had to actually talk to someone and I probably need to go back to my therapist because I had had conversations with my psychiatrist not long ago and at the time I was not feeling this so our conversations were much different than they would have had if we had had a conversation let's say yesterday for instance when I was feeling incredibly overwhelmed with everything that was going on so I think the point of everything that I'm saying is that if you ever experience anything like this you are absolutely not alone and one of my recommendations is to find a safe group of people that you can talk to about this and use them as a sounding board because if you're able to express what you're feeling in a way where you're not going to feel judged and you're going to feel heard where there will be a reciprocal conversation that results from this and also where someone might be able to say i'm worried about you and here's what i think or here's what i'd recommend here's what I think you might want to hear, then great. But at the end of the day, despite anyone else's feedback, you're going to need to be able to get those things off of your chest and then make a decision from there. Am I going to stay in this space? And if the answer is no, then what do I need to do to get out of this space? So I last night when I had been able to express myself and tell everyone that I truly cared about how I was feeling and what I was feeling and why I was feeling those ways, and some of the reasons why I think it started to kind of collectively build up inside me as this negative mindset where my thoughts were spiraling a bit. At the end of the night, I chose to pull cards for myself. And usually I pull cards in and I ask a specific question around each card 
or I'll focus on past, present, and future. And I try to, you know, keep it to about three cards or so. Although there are times when I just am open to whatever the universe needs to tell me. And I'm listening to how those messages are coming through in ways that I might not have expected or whatever the cards pull is something that I genuinely need to hear. And all three of the cards that I pulled really meant something to me. And I felt like the messages were truly, they resonated with everything that I really needed to hear. So the first was abundance. The second was transformation. And the third was quantum leap. And every single one of those cards either talked about the fact that I was living with some sort of a negative belief holding back my ability to reach true abundance or that transformation was in front of me and I just had to be open-minded to let the opportunity happen and to allow myself to expand. And the idea of quantum leap was that if you're able to let go of all of the old negative patterns that have been holding you back, you'll be able to move forward leaps and bounds past what you've been able to accomplish for yourself thus far, but you have to actually be willing to let that go. All of those messages truly made me just feel so seen and heard by the universe that I was, I went to bed with a sense of thankfulness and a deep rooted appreciation for being able to have a way to connect with the world around me through something like pulling cards. And it gave me another reminder about There is so much that I need to be thankful of and thankful for. And it's not, again, that I'm not, but I think it was just the the framing of how the cards are written because the animal apothecary cards that I was pulling, each card, one of the messages is based on the medicine that you need in your life that the card is actually providing to you. So you can think about each card as medicine for your soul. That was exactly what I needed in that time. I didn't go about journaling last night because I felt like I had already kind of released a lot of what I needed to release. And at the moment before I went to bed, I was ready to listen. I I think that being able to find an avenue where you feel like you can get feedback either from people, from things, whether it's in nature, through meditation or whatever that process might look like for you, it'll be critical to how you decide to move forward. So I went to bed with just this sense of peace and that I'd been able to speak my mind and that I'd also been able to get some critical feedback from the universe about how I needed to be thinking about my next step in moving forward and not holding on to the past, not letting these old feelings overwhelm me. And I just had this overwhelming sense of, okay, almost clarity, like this was exactly what I needed to hear to be able to move forward and not feel like I was stuck in this never-ending loop of negativity that was going to continuously pull me into a downward spiral that I did not want to be on. It's like when you're on a ride and you're yelling at the person like, stop, please stop the ride. And the ride just keeps going and you feel like your life is flashing before your eyes. And that's maybe a dramatic reference, but in the throes of what I would call like a depressive episode that can be how it feels. And in fact, I was looking up some statistics and it's pretty crazy. So I started, I'm sure that I've had depression much longer than when I was actually diagnosed after I had my first baby. But um, apparently there are about 21 million adults in the US that have had one major depressive episode. And... That's a lot, but 
there also was a study by Gallup in 2023, and 29% of Americans reported having having been diagnosed with depression in their lifetime, and 17.8 report currently having depression. I realize that that may not seem like that many, but that is a lot of people. It's almost like one in four people have been diagnosed with depression. And in 2020, 18.4% of U.S. adults reported having been diagnosed with depression, and it ranged state by state. But I think it just goes to show us that this is dangerous and it's not something that you can control and your brain chemistry is literally changing as you're going through a depressive episode. That's one thing that I learned after my postpartum journey that literally blew my mind, no pun intended, was that the chemistry of my brain had literally rewired after I had a child and the way that I was able to process emotions and trauma and stress was different than before I had my baby due to how my hormones were working, how my endocrine system was working, etc. I'm also going through a period where I'm redoing a number of labs and getting the results back there, figuring out what do I do as a next step? How do I manage my weight? And I think all of those things in tandem really just kind of made me feel overwhelmed. My work has been very overwhelming. My personal experience with my body has been very overwhelming. And I was just feeling tired and exhausted. So Today, when I woke up, I decided I'm going to do something differently. I Before my coffee, I had my A1 greens, which I have not done in literally a year. I don't know if I've had my greens the whole year because I just don't think that any of the green powder tastes really good. But I decided, okay, it's good for me and I'm probably not getting enough fiber and vegetables that I need to be getting every day. So I'm going to Let's see if we can add this as a habit prior to my coffee so that I can learn how to better habit stack in the morning to do something that's healthy for me instead of just making two back-to-back lattes or cappuccinos with my new espresso machine and immediately going into this state of fight or flight in my ner- in my nervous system through immediately having coffee without any water or anything tangible in my stomach. So I immediately did my greens powder and I actually felt pretty quickly like I had a lot more energy than I had when I was just having coffee. Part of my problem is that our kids wake up countless times a night or we have to wake up our daughter with diabetes to manage her blood sugar if she's having a low and our son who's two is still waking up in the middle of the night and asking for a bottle or wanting us to sit in his rocking chair and basically be an emotional support person for him as he tries to fall back to sleep. So we're not getting a full night's sleep. And for me, that sleep is really critical to my mental health, which I have realized. And I've also just been staying up way later than I need to as a result. Because our kids don't go to bed at a normal time, like a 7.30 or an 8, they'll go to bed between like 9.30 and 10. That then means that I have to finish any work that I had to do when I had to pick them up from daycare after they go to sleep. I have to you know, anything basically that I wanted to do for myself that I wasn't able to do if I didn't wake up early, I have to cram in like that one or two hours before I go to bed. And then before I know it, it's almost midnight. I'm waking up a few hours later to go give my son a bottle. My daughter's levels go low an hour later. So I'm consistently having this schedule that's not ever allowing me a moment to rest and a moment to take time for myself. I'm frequently eating at my desk or not really able to take a break from my computer where I'm sitting the entire day. Most of our calls are all on video, which I 
genuinely dislike. And I'm just pretty much tethered to my laptop at all days. And I definitely think that being tethered to a technology and like to a device like this is not good for my mental health in particular. So I need to figure out a way to work in more either breaks throughout my day or figure out how I'm going to take some calls off a video and do it for myself and not worry about what other people might think because a lot of my decisions are based made on, well, what are people going to think if I'm the senior most person on this team and I'm not on video? Well, if it's something that I need to do for my mental health, I kind of feel like everyone else just needs to get over it. And if I need to do something for me, then I need to do it for me and not be apologetic about that. So that's one thing that I have been thinking through. But today after my greens, then I did end up making my latte. And then the kids came down. Um, We found the elf on the shelf. I had put a landscape from YouTube on the TV. So it was Christmas music with this beautiful fireplace display with presents all around, snow falling in the background and awesome Christmas music with no words. It was just all like the acoustic uh I don't even know what you call that just like the the music (laughs) in the background and it was great and relaxful the kids helped me make their scrambled eggs and the chocolate chip pancakes that I made from scratch from the Jesse James Decker cookbook and it just felt like a magical morning and then we dropped them off to school a little bit later because we had this fun morning making their breakfast together and then I went to the gym And I literally was there for like two and a half hours. I went on the treadmill for 50 minutes and I finished a book by Frida McFadden called The Housekeeper. I'll have to look up. I'll put it, I'll put a link in the bio, but I've read two of her books so far. The third one, I was so bummed. It's apparently not coming out until June 11th next year, which is the day before my birthday. So birthday gift to me will be that book for myself, but this takes my reading list, I think to 23 books for the year. And one of the goals that I'd had for myself at the beginning of the year was to read 15 books. So I am well past that number and very excited about that. I also have about two or three other books that I've made dents into, but I find that I can read a lot easier on my cell phone through my Kindle app because I can take it with me. So if I happen to take Bard into the city or if I'm we're on a long car trip and the kids are asleep or right when the kids go to sleep, I give myself 15 minutes of reading time. So that I'm very proud to have met that goal. I think that being a busy mom, having a podcast, creating my human design site and all of those things that go with it, being able to actually have time to myself to read also is one of the goals I set for myself of putting 15 minutes at the end of the night to be able to read and unwind and or journal doing something that actually it's adding a layer to my day that gives me a sense of relaxation at the end of every night and that's something that I've also kept up with so I'm now thinking about how am I going to frame the end of the year because there are so many things that I do think I have to be proud of and I don't know exactly what it's going to look like but I also have these cards that I haven't pulled in a really long time and they're meant to be meditation thought starters And this morning I was thinking that it might be actually helpful for me to start pulling a card and thinking through the response in a form of journaling so that as I'm journaling, I can pull a card to kind of reflect on and help me almost like a starting place. Like what's the question of the day? I love the idea of homework. So I think it will feel like this is a good homework exercise for me to feel like I'm making a positive impact in my day. 
by the act of having something positive to journal about. So I think I'm going to try that and see how it goes. One other thing that has been helpful for me when I'm trying to kind of get myself out of this funk is just listening to my body. When I was feeling over the past week, like I didn't have energy for a strength training workout. I didn't actually want to go to the gym because I had this overwhelming sense of like, I don't want to be seen. I don't feel like being seen. I didn't feel like showing up for myself. So going to the gym felt, I don't know how to describe it, except it just didn't feel like it would feel good to be there. Felt like I would be emotional. I felt like I would be in this sense of comparison. I also was spending way too much time on social media last week. And my intentions were good in the sense that I was looking for more positive stories and for accounts that were women who have overcome their negative body image and have reached new goals and now offer programs or training or are being sources of inspiration for other women on social media. And that's the sort of content that I was looking at. But then it also made me feel like, how can these women do it and I'm not able to do it? They have more children than me. They have, or they gained more weight than me and they had more to lose and somehow they did it and I'm still stuck in the same pattern. Part of it, I think, is that I have this sense of, I don't know if it's body dysmorphia, but it definitely feels like it at times. But it, I think it definitely contributed to me feeling like, wow, everyone else is reaching your goals and here I am stuck feeling depressed when I know that I have a lot of good things to be happy about, but I just don't feel happy. And so this week, I'm just not going to, I'm going to try my hardest not to go on social media unless it's absolutely necessary, which I don't see any reason why it would be absolutely necessary. I'm not even going to be promoting this podcast episode because usually I do that on my social media and I'm just not going to do that today. I think what I'll do is send out a newsletter to my new blog followers and give them an opportunity to listen to this podcast that way and really encourage anyone to go to the podcast and sign or go to the um, golden hour with Kylie to sign up, get themselves a human design reading before the new year, really give yourselves a chance to kind of look inward and see what is it about myself that I need to know? How am I meant to show up in the world? What are the things that I might've been taking for granted about myself? And I think that looking at your human design is one of the best ways to do that. And I actually had the sense of knowing throughout the last week, I am not living in my design. I am not living in design. I was feeling very bitter. And that is the, my not self theme as a projector is I look outward. I am not looking inward. I'm questioning my worth instead of being deeply aligned with what the value that I know I bring to others. And as a result, I become bitter at the success of other people or how other people seem to have it all or do it easier. And then that comparison loop just continues and continues and continues. And as I was going on my social media rampage, I guess you could say, I was consistently comparing myself to everyone else that I was looking at. They were prettier. They were able to bounce back more quickly. And there were just a number of things that were contributing to me not feeling like I was able to reach any of my goals. So before the end of the year, I am absolutely going to be looking into how I want to track what I feel like I've accomplished this year and not in a way where I can compare where I failed and what I haven't, where I failed or what I've done well, but more from the sense of just being appreciative and thankful of the things that I did accomplish, both big or small. And I think that's one thing that when it comes to my depression, 
I have a very difficult time being mindful of all of the things that I do well because I am so deeply focused on all of the things that I don't feel like I am doing well or all of the things that I don't feel like are going right. And then that becomes a pretty depressing loop of thoughts about all of the things that happen to me throughout the day. I start feeling like this is a negative thing. This is further proof indicating to me that I'm not reaching my full potential or doing something right that should be going better for me. And I think it's a hard place to get out of, but the things that I was able to do for myself today immediately made me feel so much better about myself because I was listening to what my body needed. I did a really hard strength training workout today focused on my legs. My legs were physically shaking. My glutes were burning. I was at the point a few times where I felt like, how am I going to do another rep of this exercise? How am I going to do another lunge? My quads are killing me. And then I did my stretching afterwards. I did my 50 minutes on the treadmill at an incline so that I actually felt like I'm moving my body in a different way. I'm able to decompress from the strength training that I did. And it honestly was the best that I felt in weeks. And so as I think about, okay, so what does that tell me? Because if everything is a learning lesson, especially when you're having an, an episode of depression, and then you find yourself feeling much better the next day, which is in itself a blessing. What do I need to listen to about that experience? And what did it tell me? Like, what do I need to be inherently better understanding about myself and how I operate so that I don't get myself into that same mindset or cycle again? The first thing is definitely social media. So I'm taking a break from social media this week. The second thing is not keeping consistent with some of the patterns that I've built that I know have made me feel better. So I've been consistent with my weight training, yes. But for a while there, I was going before our quote unquote work day or like parenting actually started getting home at like 7 to 7.30. That 100% made me feel better because I felt like I had already accomplished so much in the morning before other people were even awake, before my kids were awake. And then I could come home, whip up their, her lunch, my daughter's lunch for the day, make them breakfast and just have this morning where I already felt proud of myself. And I think I hold a lot of value in that sense of being proud about myself. What am I proud of today? And asking myself those questions and being able to evaluate, okay, if I didn't work out in the morning, then when am I going to get that work in so I, I can at least feel proud? And it's not so much proud as it is a peace of mind knowing that I did something that I know makes me feel better. For a while and in college, I definitely was doing a workout for the sense of physical appearance. I cannot lie and say that that's not one of my goals now because given how much I talk about my displeasure with my body, it obviously is. But I think the bigger thing is that it's a mindset shift for me that I don't get through anything else, through meditation, through journaling, through pulling cards, anything. Like I do when I actually am physically active. Even going on a walk is something that makes me feel so much better. And I didn't have time to even get out of the house last week. I was so busy. I And then it gets dark so fast. And by the time I pick up the kids, they don't want to come with me on a walk. So there were so many factors that went into me just feeling like nothing is going my way. And the more that you consistently tell yourself that, the more it's likely to become true. And that is something you also need to think about. What are the stories you're telling yourself?
what are those stories that you're repeating on a loop in your head that are making you feel less than, that are making you feel unworthy, that are making you feel undeserving. And I realized that many of mine were based on my body and based on feedback I had been getting or things I had been picking up on. Even if they weren't being physically spoken to me, I was making assumptions about how someone else must be feeling based on the worth that I was putting on the situation. Instead of having the ability to let things go or say, this is not personal, this is not this, this is just, it is what it is and letting it be, I was assigning so much value to certain things that were proving a point to me that I was making up in my head about my inability to be good enough at anything that I did or that I tried. And so if I leave you with anything at the end of this episode, I hope it's to start thinking about what are the continuous narratives that you're telling yourself in your head that are hurting your ability to see yourself as the highest version of you. And then to start thinking and asking yourself those questions. What does the highest version of me actually look like? Who would the person be? And this is what one of my cards asked me yesterday too. I think it was the transformation card. What would the highest version of me do? What would she say? What would she wear? How would she treat people? And if I think about what that person is, I think that the highest version of me would drink her green juice in the morning. She would want to do it because no, it doesn't taste the best, but it's good for you. She would wake up before her kids to get her workout in because no, it's not easy, but it's good for your mental health. It will make you feel better. She would journal at night. She would meditate. She would have healthy ways of alleviating her own stress. She would drink less. She would not use alcohol as a band-aid to try to cover emotions that will only deepen those depressive mindsets the next morning. She will move her body in meaningful ways. She will dress like she believes in herself. She won't try to hide away under her clothes. She will be she will want to be seen. She will want to feel pretty. She will gladly take a compliment and thank someone. She will smile at strangers on the street. She will let people go in front of her. She won't expect things from other people that are incapable of giving them to her in the same way that she would give to someone else. And she would be a role model for other people and most importantly, her own children, which of course I feel like I am today, but she would do so in a way that isn't expecting anything in return. She would keep the house clean and find ways to start small and make that clean in the way that keeps her space clear so that her mind can be clutter free. That's a big one that I hope to accomplish more in 2024. And then she would continue doing things like assigning a word to the month. In the beginning of the year, I think I got to maybe like March or April where every single month I was assigning a word for what I really wanted to accomplish that month. I was also being a little bit more prescriptive about some of my workout goals. For instance, 
one week I would say I'm going to walk 30 miles this week. The next week I would say I'm going to do Pilates three days a week. Now I've gotten myself on more of a schedule when it comes to my weight training. Like Monday is always legs. The next day is usually like arms or chest and back. And then I try to weave in a Pilates somewhere in there. So being more mindful about how I actually am using my days and setting them up. I know I love a calendar. I know I love a schedule. So if I'm building out my days, why in the heck would I not then build out my workouts and kind of check those things off the boxes as well? And not use things that come up as work as an indicator of failure. Because at the end of the day, the only person who can tell me that I'm failing is myself. And I am my hardest critic and my harshest critic. And I need to remember that I'm allowed a day off. I am allowed a day to recuperate my mental health and my well-being and my mindset. And it is okay if I have to work a little harder one day to give myself a bit more of a break the next day. Yes, the end of the year is going to be insanely busy with work, but... I can do the best that I can while still building in ample room for breaks that my projector self needs, ample room for rest, and an opportunity to give myself credit and wins throughout the day. So if you're feeling some end of the year blues, then I hope that this episode speaks to you and that you feel that you learned something and that you potentially have something new to journal about tonight when you journal. Thank you so much for making it this far in this episode. I am so happy that you're here and love that you come to the podcast and hope that you learned something today. If you are enjoying these episodes, it would mean so much to me if you would like and or subscribe and or give a rating. And remember, if you do that and you go to goldenhourwithkylie.com, you can also sign up to get a free human design reading. Yes, a free human design reading. And the way that you can do that is if you do any of the above, like or rate this episode or subscribe to the podcast feed or subscribe to my newsletter at goldenhourwithkylie.com and send me a screenshot. You will immediately be entered into a drawing for free human design reading. Thank you so much for following along.